0: Kia ora, welcome back to Flying the Fern, powered by New Zealand Stories' Fernmark Licence Programme and produced by Raw Collective. This series is all about telling the real-life stories of well-known New Zealand businesses that carry the official Fernmark logo. We dig into how they came about, the challenges they've overcome, and their contribution to the reputation New Zealand businesses have around the world. Hybrid Bikes is a Nelson-run company that designs and builds carbon fibre e-bikes to be versatile and flexible so they're suitable in a range of conditions. Like many great Kiwi innovators, Frank Watowski founded the company out of his garage, and now it's gone on to have national and international success. Frank was frustrated by the cost of buying a quality e-bike and went out to make something more affordable. He's ended up designing a customisable bike frame that can be adjusted to a range of uses, from cycling to work to flying around mountain trails. The hybrid bike story shows that there's still more than enough opportunities for Kiwi tinkerers in today's world. Frank's bikes are now being sold across New Zealand and Europe, championing his can-do engineering on the global stage. So Frank, welcome. Good, nice morning. To see you. Good morning. Good morning. The first question I've got for you is if you've a visitor or someone coming from outside New Zealand, what was the number one thing you would say to them that they must do while they're here? Test ride a hybrid e bike. Ah, not always selling. Good. <laughs> where would they find one of these hybrid e bikes, for example? Actually, we've
1: got them all over the country. Yeah. So they could be anywhere, you yeah. know, but preferably at, at our place at HQ because we've got a biggest range available really? for them to look at. And where is that? that's a nelson 12-volt drive driver nelson
0: (laughs) you had it here first get down (laughs) now 50 percent off no no that was was not true so i mean the hybrid bikes where did the idea come from the idea came from because
1: when i had cancer i sold my last business and when i recovered i thought well i have to do something again yeah have a job like most people have so they have the weekends off you know work from monday to friday yeah and i thought might as well live like most new zealanders you know i had two startups before but nobody actually offered me a job and I couldn't believe it because I'd done so many things but I just didn't get a job offered so I thought bagger it let's do something myself but it's quite tricky if you sort of thinking about a new idea a new startup it just doesn't pop in your head but when I was thinking about it and I thought I have to get fit as well so might as well get an e-bike in between. Right. You know, and I looked for an e-bike and I couldn't really find what I was looking for. And I thought, let's build one myself. The, that's the Let, answer. Let's, you know, there's a need for me to have one. I couldn't find one. Let's do it
0: myself. Did you know anything about engineering or bikes or? Engineering, yes, bikes, no. Oh. Like nothing at all. They've got two roundy bits and a stuff in the middle and something you yeah. sit on apart from that. All so mystery. so, what I did it, in in my
1: seven sharp interview, I showed them the little list I had oh, yeah. because I had a little a little list of of pointers which I had to achieve by when I designed an e bike. So I went to all the bikes, not well, all, but lots of bike shops in New Zealand, and I said, "Hey, if you would design an e bike, what would be important to you?" And I noted that all. Oh, really? And then based on that, I went on the drawing board and just created right. something. Which again, at the time, I did not know if it's any good or not, or what. It was
0: just like a punt, yeah, you know. Yeah. But but you must have had some insights there that maybe others have missed. What were the sort of key things you learned from that exercise? You know,
1: you know, whatever I done was different to what others did. That right. you have that little edge. Yeah. So for me, it was like, okay, I'm not doing an alloy bike because everybody else does it. Yeah. So might as well do a carbon fiber e-bike. Right. And and the bikes have said, oh, you're stupid. You, <laughs> you, you fail because nobody will buy a carbon fiber e-bike if it's a commuter or a cruiser. And I said, why is that? Well, you won't be able to sell them. They're too expensive. So when I looked at the costing, the carbon fiber e-bike started $10,000, $12,000, dollars $20,000. Yeah. So I had a big challenge ahead of me to actually get a price point for an unknown brand, which people would like to buy, yeah. So I managed to sell it in 2018 for 4950 nine wow. fifty, under five, and of course the oh, it can't be any good. And I said, well, it. I think it's pretty good, and bike shop thought it's pretty good, but overall people thought it can't be any good for this price point. So I took it to consumer magazine and when the review came out as second best e-bike in new zealand next to for example is a billion dollar company wow and hybrid is created out of a garage people sort of start to realize oh maybe it is a good product yeah. you know but i still had to prove a lot but yes the challenge was to have something nobody else got yeah. and get a price point right and then create a brand Wow. Yeah, because that's the
0: other bit of it, too. Of course, it's not just about creating a a product, which sounds like it's pretty amazing carbon fiber, et cetera, Mm. et cetera, but also the brand. And, you know, you're fully branded up if you're listening to this. Uh, Frank's, you know, he's got the shirt, he's got the cap, (laughs) he's got the, the, you know, the whole look and feel of a cyclist about him. But, you know, tell us about building the brand. Well, the, the brand was the next thing
1: I really thought over the last year. For me, it was important to build a brand, like a lifestyle brand. When people think e bikes, they should think hybrid. They should consider us. Yeah. So therefore, to build a brand takes years. So you really have to pop up in a lot of places. And Consumer Magazine helped because of the review. Kiora Magazine helped yeah. because of, of the readers. Yes. All the business magazines we've been in, all the interviews we had, it just created brand awareness. Yeah. And we just kept ticking along and work on that brand awareness. And we we now... I feel we quite a brand people know right. or get to know, yeah. you know. Yeah. And what what is good as well by creating that brand is we be bringing more customers into bike shops as well. Ah. Because it was over COVID when a lot of big brands sort of didn't have any products. A lot of bike shops were happy to have our product. Yeah. Because now people support locals. Yeah. And by creating a local brand, it meant. There was a lot more traffic for bike shops yeah. because people ask for our brand, and that's the next step. People walk in bike shops and ask specifically for a hybrid. Yeah, and of course that makes me happy. <laughs>
0: You've just described the marketing funnel, which is you know awareness to consideration to yeah. purchase. So so clearly that's working because you're getting the the sales through the door. What is really really important as well is customer service. Like you can
1: have a brand and a good product, but it, it's not complete without the best customer service you can yeah. possibly have. Yeah. And when you look at our Google reviews, they're consistently saying we're doing a really good job because we focus on the customer and we design a bike for them. Yeah. So we, we take it to a whole new level, not just coming, selling, now, nah, coming, listening, building to suit, selling. Mm-hmm. And those two steps in between, I think, make creates a kind of a different brand as well. A brand which is sort
0: of for customers. Yeah. That's fantastic. And That's... and you you were saying earlier that uh it's actually a bit of a family business too. You've you've now got other yes. members of your family working in it.
1: Yes. My my wife is in there full time and my daughter just joined as well. Wow. So it it's a yeah a fully family business. That's brilliant. And I ho- and I actually that was right from the start when I set it up. I had the kids. I gave the kids a bit of a shareholding, thinking, okay, hopefully one time they step into the business. So my daughter, from a um, chartered accountant background, now she is part of the business. Brilliant. My son, he's a product designer. he's, he's working for Fisher and Paykel now. Wow. And eventually, God knows if, but. They got the right skills to step into the business That's at right. some stage. Take over the hybrid so, empire. So, so let's see.
0: You know, I mean, early days, we still got a long way to go, but, yeah. you know. And you've won some awards along the way. You mentioned the Consumer Magazine, you know, they were raving about it, but you've also won the Supreme David Award. I like the sound of that, by the way. Tell us about that one. Oh, my God.
1: It's like, you know, we've we done so many things, but we never had an award. Yeah. And I looked and I thought, what what could we enter? There are actually not a hell of a lot of awards. Which we could enter into, right. but at the David Award, what attracted me? It's a nationwide award. Yeah. So it's like if you get if you win that award, you will be recognized across the country. Right. Yeah. So I went for it, and I and I've written everything down and all the achievements we had, and and the day came when they said, "Oh, you you be a finalist," and and I thought, "Oh, that's that's, that, good. that's good." You know, first time into it, yep. finalist. And then um, at the day of when the awards sort of, you know, got officially handed out, we watched it on TV because there wasn't, with COVID, there yeah, was no life. And then they said, oh, Hybrid Bikes is the most established business. So most established business award. And I thought, wow, that's incredible. Because they had some big, some really good companies in yeah. it. And so we just about Left after that because there was the Supreme Award, and I so had thought, wow, no, "No way, I get that." Yeah. And then they said, "Wow!" And a final Supreme Business Award winner, Hybrid Bikes, far out. Is Woo-hoo. that for real? You yeah. know. So this was a game changer because yeah. now suddenly we had an award behind us as well. So we had all the other recognitions in magazines and this and that, but now we had a real award, award as well. Award winning. So this was. Wow, fantastic. And that helped into
0: the next stage, you know. Brilliant. And you've and the next stage is including exporting. Yes. So you're now starting to, you're thinking beyond the borders of New Zealand and getting to the UK, as I understand it. Yeah, UK. Tell us is, about that. The UK got them sitting there now, ready for test riding.
1: Right. But again, for the exporting side, it's, for me, I mean, it's, it's a one-man band with money doesn't sort of grow on trees for me. Yeah. So I have to make smart decisions. And one decision is, adopt the business model i had in new zealand yeah because research 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 that means you got a higher rate of success and a lesser rate of failure understand
0: so. the consumers what yeah. they're wanting
1: Correct. yeah so the uk they they're cycling around now they're talking to the bike shops because the uk is i would imagine different to the new zealand market yeah you know, that I don't think they got as many hills like in London or somewhere. Yeah. The weather's so, different as well. So many things. Yeah. So so they go out now, they ride around, they got the bikes, and then they come back with a report yep. saying, Okay, to enter the market, we need this and this and this. The factory is ready in Europe, sitting there. We trust wait way to push the button and then we enter into this one. Yeah. Simultaneously, we got one in Germany, which is under testing for the last four weeks. Yeah. So we we entered into this as well. So we just wait for the reports there. And in a week and a half, we're flying the fern in Australia. Oh, good on you. So we got our first Melbourne e-bike trade show. Oh, well, that, they're big is, on biking that there. is so exciting. Yeah. Because when we started, we went to Sydney and we had a little market research, and Australia was far behind New Zealand. In terms of consumer adoption of yeah. e-bike, yeah? I must say maybe because they live by the European standard, which is twenty-five kilometers per hour. Right. Which in traffic, it's probably dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, you just you're not flowing with the traffic. Right. You're not Where in New off. Zealand you can go 40, so you're part of the right. traffic. It. Exactly. Yeah. But obviously now the Australians adopt to it. And we had a few requests. Why we're not selling into Australia? Because the product we created is also not available in in Australia. Right. So here we go. You know, I looked at it and I thought, wow, that's what it costs.
0: Bang, go for it. Nice. So that's what we're doing. Jeepers, you've, just, you've knocked off a few markets. In you just mentioned UK, Germany, Australia. You've got lots of ideas of global expansion here. Oh. Yeah. What's well, holding you back at the moment. What's the number one? Well, I, I, I,
1: you don't, you can't dance on too many parties. So right. you have to sort of. <laughs> nice. So we got them out there now, and now we analyze what the market wants, and then we get them built to suit, and then we move into the next one. Right. You know.
0: Yeah. I and just, get the distribution models
1: exactly right, through. I yeah. want to get that. I want to get as much right as possible. So it's not for me. It's not as fast, and I can get into it. Yeah. As as with the least failure, because if I don't fail, say in the UK. Yeah. I can start instantly in the next market, but yeah. if I if I fail in the UK, well, that sets me back so far.
0: No good. Right. So just piecemeal, so, one, one yeah. not piecemeal, but one at a time. Do it deliberately. Do it well. Yeah, I mean, I still got
1: timeline, so I, so I won't drag the chain there. But I still, as soon as I get the feedback
0: from from the UK guy, we design it. And if and the UK thing came about from a customer, I think didn't it? Oh. They, was, they loved your bike so much, they wanted you to get into the UK. Oh, the, the hardest thing is for for a guy which is not, so say,
1: loaded financially, is to find the right partners Mm. because ultimately it's only one franc. So I can't be everywhere at once. I wish I would, but I can't. I can suspect you can be lots of places at once, though. You strike me. Well, you know, I work on it and I stretch my hours as far (laughs) as I can. But, hey, it's only one franc, so it means good partners are important. So when this gentleman walked in the garage with his wife and they – they bought two bikes and they absolutely loved them. Wow. You know, and I came back for their first service and they said, ah, oh, we're going back to the UK soon, Frank. Where, where can I buy some of those for the UK? Because they sort of stay in the UK oh, for, okay. I don't know, five, six months a year or something, and then they come back to New Zealand. Yeah. And I said, ah, oh, to be fair, I haven't got anybody in the UK. And he said, why not? And I said, well, if you like, you can sell them over there. And he said, oh, I might do that. Wow. And I was like. Right. <laughs> and, and he told me his history. And he is a businessman. Yeah. He established a franchise, not cycling related, right. But he got the right contacts. I think financially he can he would be able to do that. And I said, Well, why not? And he said, Well, I'm going back, send me a couple. Absolutely. A couple. Able. Wow. So in we go, you know, made a plan, you know, got boxes built, off they went. And he is already, he got his wife, she's full. She's like a full hybrid ambassador already. <laughs> you know, she stepped on the plane with with the, they got their uniforms. She said, okay oh, can I wear it on the plane? You never know. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, the hat as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> full brand ambassador, which is great, you know. And so they got one staff and they're going, they're tested now in the UK. And apparently next week or in two weeks, they do a little trip to France. Right. Take some photos. Send them to me, uh, it's all good for us. You know, it's like get them brilliant. seen everywhere. So, and and that's most of our customers are really brand ambassadors. Yeah. Because I try to go the extra mile. It's yeah. not like a transaction at Briscoe's, you sell a toaster, you don't know who bought them. It's like building that little relationship because this goes a long way. Where they say, Oh, I bought that off that Frank and Nelson. Oh, yeah, I heard about him. Very and funny, and yeah. you just grow that little
0: lifestyle brand yeah, and, yeah. and go
1: the extra mile, which is, it, it takes a lot of time to do that. But hell, the rewards are fantastic. Yeah. And because others don't do it, the bike shops haven't got the time. And I think they're not really, they don't really want to do that because they've yeah. got so many different customers. Mine, I love it. I love to to engage with them, and then you get a phone call, oh, I want to buy one because Steve down look, Oh, Steve, yeah, yeah, you told me buy one. <laughs> it's like great,
0: you know, me old mate so oh. yeah, no, I love it so Frank, you just mentioned earlier that you came up with the business for hybrid bikes after having had cancer, and I've got a shared history there. I've had cancer as well. Yeah. Tell us about you know life changing after your cancer journey
1: it was you know I was forty six and And my life is full on, like in between running my business, like when I had my solar water heating business, which I was fortunate to sell to Stephen Tindall's K1W1 investment arm. Good Lord, okay. Because I designed a system which got reviewed by ECA, the Energy Department of the Government, as the highest efficient solar vacuum tube collector in New Zealand. Like, wow, the guy out of the garage once again... You know and i think they liked it so anyway so that was really good for me yeah but in between i was also a global sales director for chinese companies i was flying around the world doing things so i've been very very busy yeah but i love it but again i always monitored my health yes because for me it was if i overdo it i want to know and then I have to sort of, if I start to derail because I'm, you know, not, a lot, not, not enough sleep and all that stuff. Yeah. So every year I get a blood test done and they check everything. Good on you. So at 46, the bad news came, well, your PSA is quite high. So we don't know what's going on here. Get it checked again. Done all the checks. And yeah, it's, I had to sort of um, get the things done, biopsy and stuff. Yeah. Oh, heck. And yes, so it was um, early stage prostate cancer.
0: And oh my God, wow, now now
1: reality hits. I mean, if I overdone it or God knows what the reason was, you just get it. So I I had to slow down, okay? And the good thing was, I think somebody was looking after me up there because normally I would have never actually gone and got the biopsy done probably because work is a big priority in my life. Right. It shouldn't really, not that high in the priority list. And at the time when when that all happened, work died up for me. So I actually it had time. It happened to be the time. It had something was meant for me to actually go through and get checked and get it done. Yeah. So when I got diagnosed with early stage prostate cancer, I was like, "Oh God, you all." I, I don't know. I thought instantly the worst. What can happen? Yeah. So I had all those options to what to do. So what I did is I thought, okay, I might beat it naturally. I was reading up about all the things and sugar is really, really bad. And yeah. So I changed my diet of no sugar. Now, you know, sugar is everything. Yeah. No coffee anymore, no alcohol, no this, no that. So I lost lots of weight and, and the PSA came down. Wow. And I thought, look, the doctor said, what did you do, Frank? And I said, well, I don't know. I just cut... Um, the sugar down, and I was running like all the time, like on a treadmill, yeah, but suddenly it popped up again right and and I thought, first of all, even if I could put it down, it, I can't live like this. you can't I can't live like no having no flat whites or no yeah. every so often have it a life. it's just it wasn't a life anymore. Yeah, yeah. anyway, it went up so I, so I had to make a decision. so I looked at all the options and whatever you do, there's nothing good. Yeah. You know, so there's always a side effect one way or the other. So the operation was basically the one I chosen to do. Right. And and they cut it all out and I was lucky they got it all. Wow. But yeah, I think it makes you realize that you, you need to look after yourself a little bit. And and I was really sort of in my mind I said, okay, Frank, now change your lifestyle a little bit and slow down. So I took a year off. I designed Energy Positive House, which was on my bucket list. I never had that. But as you can see now, um, all those things I wanted to change my life, which kind of changed again because my business took over. Yeah. Because I was kind of forced to sort of come up with another startup. And now, but I still do my regular checks and keep an eye on it. Right. And I'm still good. But yes, I I I fell a bit in a in sort of a dark hole by by not knowing where I go from here. Because yeah. when I recovered and nobody gave me a job, too, it was like pff, a mini depression. Yeah. You know, because I thought, well, I'll get a job Monday to Friday. Yeah, that's but right. looking back now, maybe it was again not meant to be. Met, yeah. Met, I don't know. I was lucky. But it wasn't the nicest time of my my life. No,
0: but the amazing thing is you've been through that. You're a stronger person for it. And out of it came hybrid bikes. Exactly. That's
1: exactly right. Yes, that's what
0: happened. Yeah. Now, Frank, your accent, I'm trying to pick. Is it Palmerston North? Is it Invercargill? No, it's it's, it's Korsgerau. Ah, that was my (laughs) next guess. That was definitely (laughs) going to be my next guess. Korsgerau. That's near Frankfurt. Oh, in Germany? Yeah, I came 26 years ago. Wow. So you're a naturalized New
1: Zealander, not a, not a... I, I'm actually, I'm really proud to call myself now a Kiwi. Yeah. Maybe I'll, be, I'll never be 100% Kiwi, but I can have a passport, you know, which I got. Right. I got dual citizenship. Nice. But
0: it feels really, really good. Yeah. I love it. And you are pl- proudly right now, you know, flying the fan. I can see it there on your uniform. Oh, absolutely. Tell us yeah. about what that means to you. That means that things which we did, like this bike, because I've done other things
1: before, it's all started in New Zealand. And I'm looking up to a lot of like in New Zealand to do business is actually pretty easy compared, for example, to Germany. You yeah. got so many hurdles to jump through and oh my God. I never would have started a business in Germany. Too difficult. But here you got an idea, bang, five minutes later you formed a company, a bang, ten minutes later you're away. It's just yeah. New Zealand
0: is is so easy to start a business and go for your dreams. I don't think New Zealanders know that how relatively easy it is here. We yeah. are the number one easiest place in the world to do business uh, consistently. I,
1: if you know, if if you don't know, if you haven't tried to start a business in another country, you wouldn't know how good Kiwis got it. Yeah, you yeah.
0: know, and how easy you can start a business and go for it. You know, and you've also got the Kiwi values that you know you're, you're sort of. Talking about you know this adventurousness, this way of thinking about new markets, the design, the kind of tinkering around to make something that was other people said couldn't be done. That's, a, that's some really key values there of New Zealand. You know when I when I had my first
1: startup, and like I'm an engineer by trade. Yeah. So so one day there wasn't a lot of work for me anymore because the, the economy changed. So so normally I'm a workaholic. So I start quite early, like five six in the morning. And I worked to whatever, how, however much work we had. Yeah. And suddenly I was home at 3 30. And I was like, Phew. and my, my wife, we had two cats, you know. So really I, I should have actually spent more time. But I don't know, I'm just clicked in my head to be a workaholic to just achieve little goals. So yeah. I'll be home at three thirty. What do I do? Yeah. And so I thought oh, it would be nice to actually start a business. But never been in business. So I went to the bank and I said, Hey, can I get a loan to start a business? And the bank guy said, the manager said, No, nah. why not? I haven't got a mortgage, right? No. Nah. You will fail. And I and I said, Why is that? Because you try to, to buy a franchise for X amount of yeah. money and you probably fail. And I said, Okay, fair enough. I was really, I wasn't happy. And so my mate said, Hey, Do it yourself, mate. Do it yourself. So I went on the computer and looked around and I found a couple of companies and my first trip to China, which was like incredible, got my first mobile phone, um, Hyundai flip phone, old days, you know, where the guy said, hey, I said, I want to go to China. I'll do my first business trip. Oh, yeah. I just went to Kmart, got some black. Business closed because <laughs> didn't have much to money the part. You know, and then and then I walked in, you know, and I said, Hey, that does that Hyundai flip phone work in China? And he says, Yeah, 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 it's all good. Perfect. Went to China and of course it didn't work uh. because when I didn't get picked up at the airport, because my my lady who sort of I worked with got stuck in traffic. And I thought, oh, thanks God, I got the Hyundai flip phone, you know. But in those days, he didn't have global roaming. No. And, got no, I didn't know how to set that up. He didn't say a word. But anyway, so so I had quite a colorful experience as getting into business and doing all those things. But, yeah, I just love creating yeah.
0: things. And you've learned you've learned how to create a brand as well, and that's what I'm, you know, I'm keen to hear more about the New Zealander because it's designed in New Zealand. You use the silver fern. You, you're one of the fernmark companies. So you oh, obviously fly it. the fern. Yes. Yeah, tell us about because the because I like to fly the fern because
1: I'm proud of how easy it was to work in New Zealand and how people share their experience. Like I I know a lot of business people and in New Zealand. It seems to be those guys aren't shy to sh- to help you. Yeah. You know, where in Germany, for example, go back to this one, is you would sit here with a sword. It would never be me. A sword and, nah. no. I mean, you have to be how you are, yeah. you know. And in, in New Zealand, you can be how you are. Yeah. And you can sit together with, with somebody who is really, you know, wealthy. He's just himself as well. And he says, oh, what do you want to do? Like, for example, when I when I started and I wasn't really that clued up with the marketing, okay. And the Chamber of Commerce lady said, hey, Frank, want to get back to the Chamber of Commerce? She said, oh, what do I have to do to to get you to sign up? And I said, you know what? If I can shake Pick's hand (laughs) and shout him a beer, I sign right
0: now. I can do that. I signed and she did it. Ah, uh, so funny. I was just gonna ask you if you know Pick. You've got a lot of he, uh, uh picks from man. Pick's peanut butter for those who are listening. And Nelson. He, Hero. Is, he is amazing because he like a few days later, I had a meeting
1: with him, and he is just like the he is so easy to get on with. And yeah. then and then he said, Frank, what what are you doing for marketing? And I said, Ah, oh, Pick. There's actually a video on YouTube about that too. He says, uh, I said, I just piddle around with Facebook and stuff a little bit. He says if you really want to get somebody, call Jackie Walters from Walters PR and talk to her. Wow. And I said, Shout All right, Jackie. And you know, when you get when I get a tip from somebody who was who was really done that, I'm not mucking around. I'm straight there. Yep. So I left his headquarters and straight on the phone, ah, oh, Jackie, it's Frankie. How are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And she says, Oh, come and see me. Now. The thing was, it was the 8th of May. It was her birthday. Wow. And she invited me to her house and let me share my story with her. My wow. birthday is on the 9th of May. No, so, oh, so, I t- so I told her what I did and everything. And she says, Frank, and I had not much to the story and because it was 2018. Yeah. She says, Frank, that sounds good. You know what? I think I can get you on TV with that. Wow. The breakthrough? Really? She says, let me see what I can do. So anyway, I went home and then the phone rang the next day and Jackie's on it. She said, Frank, how you doing? I said, good. She says, sit down. Oh, yeah, all right. She said, I got a birthday present for you. <laughs> and I said, God, I don't even know you for 24 hours. And you given me something <laughs> wicked? <laughs> and she says, hey, um, Seven Sharp is coming to film you. Today, on your birthday? On my birthday, I got a message that wow. they were, oh my God, like all over the place. And they did. And after that, boom, oh, we things just took off. We just, the thing was to keep the ball rolling. But yeah. that that was that New Zealand story, which people can relate to. And after we, we'd been on Seven Sharp, we had little tour buses. For example, when they went to the, to the Pigs Peanut Butter World, you know, as you do. You know, when you tick around in Nelson. And then I turned up at my place. Oh, my God. Oh, I want to see that guy who was on TV. Is it really out of the garage and stuff? I said, yes, you're welcome to look. And I think people wanted to know, was that story for real? Yeah. Or was it staged? There was nothing staged. No. It was for real. You are authentic. It's like just me with, with Jim. Jim my mechanic, he is like, he had a bike shop for 29 years. Wow. So his knowledge was invaluable for me. He, he helped me so much because I'm not a cyclist, you know. Yeah. But when people came and looked at it and you built those bikes and yes, oh, that's great. So really it just keep the momentum going. And, of yeah. course, the magazines and then you,
0: I'm pretty outgoing. Well, you no, know? I hadn't noticed that about you, Frank. <laughs> so, I thought you were very shy. I've been really
1: working hard to try and get you to talk. So you can see I have an absolute... Passion
0: yes. for what I'm doing, yeah. and I think people can see that. And but you have a passion not just for what you're doing; you have a passion for the way you're doing it, the country that you that you've adopted as your <sighs> new home. You know, you, you're bringing together a big package of innovation and pride, which is coming through yeah. loud and clear. Oh yes, it. yes, and again, that comes with
1: being a, a Kiwi and, and doing that mentality. What Kiwi's got? Do it yourself. Create something. Mm. Get it out there. And I, I, I just have a bus. Every day, every day I get up in the morning, I can't wait to get in my garage and do something else. No, uh, I think it can't get any better than that. What do you reckon? Fantastic.
0: Frank, that has been so <laughs> great to talk to you. I'm going to leave it there because it's just too good. Thank you for flying the phone. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Brilliant. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast series is all about highlighting the amazing work New Zealand companies are doing in a variety of sectors and spaces. If you like this episode, there's plenty more great stories from Flying the Firm podcast that you can listen to. Just go ahead and check them out where you found this one. We're also highlighting the Fernmark Licence Program, which we talked about during the episode. The Fernmark is our national symbol and a country of origin mark that helps Kiwi businesses promote trust, authenticity and credibility by leveraging the good reputation that New Zealand has overseas. To find out more or to apply to be part of the programme, head to our website, fernmark.nzstory.govt.nz. And lastly, please rate, review and subscribe. It helps others find us. Haere rā for now.